Amen. For God is here. His presence is here. The presence of the Lord is in this place. And we give God glory and honor. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. God bless you, one and all. Amen. We thank God for you being here on this day. Amen. This wonderful family and friends day. Amen. And we thank God for you taking out of your time and your busy schedule to be here. Amen. For some of you, I know you're here from your first service. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming out again. Amen. Come on, give God praise for them. Amen. We thank God for you. Now, let me tell you, I want to call names, but if I call names, I'm going to forget somebody. Then they're going to be mad and write on, about me on Facebook. So I'm not going to call anybody's name. I don't want no funny messages from Twitter, even though I don't have an account. Amen. But we thank each and every one of you, amen, for being here today. Amen. It meant so much to us. Amen. We like to give God praise and honor for our brother Nathan Ingram, who started this day. Amen. God bless him. Amen. For having this in his mind. Amen. Amen. We thank him for it. He wanted to bring back some people who we haven't seen in many years. And thank God for them. I want to give honor to the pastor of this house, my wife, Gloria Ingram. Bless you. Amen. We thank God for her, my wife of 30 years. Amen. We thank God. God has kept us together according to his plan and his will. Amen. We thank God for our devotional and worship leader, Assistant Pastor Robert Lee Lewis. Amen. Our evangelist, Rose Hargett. Amen. Our deacon, Nick. Our deacon, Nico, here today. God bless you. Amen. Our deacon, Mark, in the back, wherever he is. Amen. We just bless God today and thank God for this wonderful day. It is a wonderful day. We had a wonderful time yesterday with the church. Amen. Celebrating our annual picnic. Amen. It was beautiful. Amen. I had to show off on them in volleyball. Amen. That's right. I got out there. I did my thing. I was hurting afterward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. I'm not the young man I used to be. Amen. So I need to take it easy and recognize that. Every now and then I got to be tapped on the shoulder and reminded. Amen. Dickie Nico, let me get my glasses, brother. Amen. But we had fun nevertheless, and we thank God for it. Amen. Those of you who enjoyed yourself yesterday, give God a hand praise for it. Amen. 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 We have quite a few people here that we grew up with. Amen. We just thank God. Thank God for seeing you. Amen. It's really, really a pleasure and a great honor to see you. Amen. In the house of the Lord. Well, saints, can you open up your Bibles with me to the book of Joshua? Amen. The book of Joshua. Thank God for his word. Amen. Promise not to be before you long. Amen. But there is a word from the Lord today. Thank God for our musicians. Amen. Playing so skillfully. Our wonderful praise and worship team. Amen. Doing a wonderful job. Amen. Here today. Amen. Thank God for it. God is good and all the time. Amen. We're still under our title. We have a title that we go by usually either for the year, amen, or for a great while that God gives unto us. We're under a title, It's All About Jesus. Amen. It's all about Jesus. No matter what's going on, it's all about Jesus. When we, as we live, we should live a life that's all about Jesus. As we begin to speak, we should speak thinking with the thoughts, it's all about Jesus. As we begin to talk and our thoughts are going on, we have to remember it's all about Jesus. Amen. Because once we accepted Jesus Christ into our lives, we can't talk the same. We can't walk the same. We can't go into the same places that we always went into because now in our life is all about Jesus. 
Amen. So that means I got to walk different. I got to talk different. I have to think different because it's all about Jesus. Amen? Amen. Come on, say it with me loud and clear. It's all about Jesus. Amen. The man who died on the cross of Calvary, your God who gave his life to set you free from sin. It's all about Jesus. Our thought for today, I shall live and not die. Amen. I shall live and not die. You got to believe that out of your heart. I will live and not die. It doesn't matter what the doctor said. Doesn't matter how you feel. Doesn't matter what they said about you. I shall live and not die. Because one of the things that's going to happen is that God has kept you here to get the glory out of your life. You shall live and not die. Amen. Stop worrying about dying because you're getting older. You're feeling things in your body that's different. Amen. I know I did. Amen. Yesterday playing volleyball and when I was in my teens, I'd have walked off that court and went to play basketball. Not yesterday. <laughs> Amen. I'm 50 years old now. I went home. <laughs> Amen. I'm not that person I used to be anymore. Amen. I shall live and not die. You need to speak this word in your life during the week, which is the reason why we always come across with this thought, something to think about, something to say to yourself to lift you up when you're going through. I shall live and not die. Come on and say it with me loud and clear. I shall live and not die. See, this is what you tell the enemy when the enemy tells you, I got you backed against the wall. I'm going to get ready to take your life. I'm taking everything from you. No, I shall live and not die. You have to know how to defy the enemy and let him know that you shall live and not die. Your challenge for the day, to focus on the cross of Christ. How many know we always got to look back to the cross? How many know we got to see the cross? One of the best ways I like to see a cross is without Jesus on it. Because my Jesus is no longer on a cross. He died, but he rose from the grave. He's not dead. He's alive. And because he lives, and I believe in him, I live. And because he died for me, not only has he given me life now, but he's also given me abundant life. Remember what Jesus said in John 10 and 10? He said, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I have come that ye might have life and that ye might have it what? More abundantly. This is why Jesus came, that we might have life. Again, our title is all about Jesus. Our thought, I shall live and not die. Our challenge to focus on the cross of life, on the cross of Christ. Our topic, the cross, the bigger picture. Again, the cross, the bigger picture. There's always a bigger picture. I'm looking and as I look over here to my right, maybe your left, but as I look over here, and I'm looking at this picture of my father, Reverend Fred Ingram, who started Mount Olive House of Prayer over 50 years ago. And when he started the church, he started it in mind to save souls because he loved people very much. When I look at that picture, all I see is my father. Somebody say, there's a, bigger picture. there's a bigger picture. There's always a bigger picture because the only one I see in that picture is him. My mother is not in that picture. No, my mother's not in that picture because there's a bigger picture. My six other brothers and sisters beside myself, they're not in that picture. The 30 grandchildren that came from seven children is not in that picture. 
the 80 great-grandchildren that came from him. You can't see it in that picture because all you see is him. There's always a bigger picture. So as we live life and as we begin to walk in life, don't get stuck with the picture you see. You have to know there's a bigger picture. It's greater than what you can see or what your eyes can show you. The picture is much bigger. No one would ever know he had all those grandchildren, all those great-grandchildren, and then even to see his third generation, the great-great-grands. Fourth generation, excuse me, fourth. But it's all there, but it's not in the picture. So if you're going through today, are you experiencing some things that you think are strange? I want you to know this, and I want you to leave here with this. Because of the cross, there's a bigger picture. You have to see the bigger picture. There's more to it than what you're looking at. It always looks so narrow in the picture. You can't see everything that the camera can't show to you. The camera can only show you but so much. But there's much more to the picture than what you're looking at. Much more. I remember when my daughter was born, and oh boy, I was so happy. I said, man, my first child. She was born and I got to see her and I saw her when she came out of my, mother, my wife's womb and I was so happy. I didn't know that 30 years later, I see her married and with my grandson. That's the bigger picture. Because the bigger picture is what we can't see. Say it with me. The bigger picture is what we can't see. Oh, but the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Meaning that what you can't see is there, but you have to believe it by what? Because faith is a substance of things what? Hope for the evidence of things what? Not seen. Listen, and the Bible says for those of us who are saved, it says it in Romans, it says it in Habakkuk, it says it in Galatians, it says it in Hebrews, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Joshua, I want to read one, two verses in Joshua 1, and then we're going to skip over to Joshua 3. Joshua 1, verses 1 and 2, when you have it, say amen. Amen. Joshua 1, verses 1 and 2. It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. Tell somebody it's time to cross over. Come on, tell the neighbor on the other side, it's time to cross over. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Now, please turn with me to Joshua 3. Joshua 3. Now it's time for them to do something about this Jordan that's in their way. And Joshua rose early in the morning, the first verse, and Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged before they passed over. And it came to pass that after three days, the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, when ye see the ark of the covenant, the Lord your God, and the priests the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye may go. For ye have not passed this way heretofore or before. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, 
for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the ark of the covenant and went before the people. Now listen to what the Lord said. The Lord said unto Joshua, this day, say it with me, this day. day. Come on, say it louder, this day. day. Come on, say today. Today. Say it's my day. day. And the Lord said unto Joshua, this day I will begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel that they may know, listen, that as I was with Moses, As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Let us clear up some pictures before we go any further. The cross has become somewhat of a decoration to us. Nowadays, people buy it to put it up and hang it in their house. They buy it to sit it on their table. For some of us, the cross has become a piece of jewelry that we hang around our neck to wear for fashion purposes now. The cross has become a fashion statement. Are we using it for decoration? For some people, the cross has become a focal point of artistic design. They want people to, when they come in their house, focus on the cross that's decorating the house, but don't focus on what happened on the cross. Don't focus on the victory that the cross brought God's people, that the cross brought the world from. So the cross, rather than being something that we're looking at that means victory, Rather than being something that we look at that has given us eternal life. Rather than being something that we look at where God subdued nations with the cross. We have turned the cross into something else that is not. And therefore, a lot of times, people don't understand or see the power of the cross because they have a different picture of the cross. They're looking and they hear about the cross, but they don't see the bigger picture. Someone died on the cross for you. Someone took the shame and ridicule of the cross so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus died on the cross, suffered shame, and suffered jokes so that you and I could have the right to the tree of life. He died on the cross. Come on and give our Jesus a hand praise if you believe it right now. Let me tell you something. Without the cross, there would be no salvation. Without the cross, there would be no redemption. Without the cross, there would be no atonement. And that's why I'm against anyone or anybody or any, anything that would show the cross with Jesus on it because my Jesus died, but he's yet alive. He's no longer dying on the cross. He got down from the cross. He went to the grave. And on the third day, on the third day, he rose from the grave and because he rose from the grave he has all power in his hand he subdued Satan he subdued death no longer does sin have power over us all because of the cross the cross has given us the victory we have victory because of what happened on the cross and some people may say well The cross represents degradation. It represents represents shame. It represents a past that makes us cry. Oh, you need to stop crying. 
you need to start laughing. You need to start dancing. You need to start clapping your hands because on that cross, your Savior died. And because he died, you live. Because he died, you have life. And you need to thank God that he thought enough about us to die. That we could live. I live because he lives. So as I begin to study and I begin to read, and you know this Bible, it has so much in it. And the Lord pointed me towards this story. He pointed me towards this story and he began to deal with me this week about how in every Old Testament book, some more than once, you can see the cross. The cross should always be a symbol embedded in your mind. It should always have impact on you whenever you think about the cross. That's why, listen what Jesus said, if any man would follow me, let him, what? Deny himself. And listen, pick up his cross and what? Follow me. You cannot be a follower, a follower of Christ unless you're willing to pick up your cross that you have to bear. So can I please say this to you? Stop complaining about what you're going through. Stop worrying about what's happening in your life. Stop being discouraged. Stop letting people get to you because don't you know that they talked about Jesus? But look at what happened. He rose from the dead to prove them all wrong. He got victory. And now, he's over all the universe. When I looked at this story of Joshua, and as the Lord led me to it, Joshua was Moses' minister. Joshua was a trainee. Joshua was to be Moses' successor. But you know what? Moses, I didn't think about it until just this week. Joshua was under Moses for 80 years. Did you ever think about that? Again, Joshua was under Moses for 80 years. And I just want to explain this to you and just to show you how God used this mighty man and God raised up Joshua to take his place and was preparing him for the role. And God said to Joshua, he said to him, Moses, my servant, is dead. In other words, it's time for you to rise up to a new level. How many know that it's time for those of us in Christ to rise up to a new level in God? It's time for us to stop thinking like little children and time for us to rise up to the level that God wants us to rise up, to pray more. You know what? Are you praying five minutes? We need to pray more than five minutes, thanks to God. Are you coming to church just to come to church? No, you need to come to church looking and expecting to receive something from God. Don't come to church just because the pastor told you to. Don't go to church because your wife told you to. Look to go to another level in the Lord. We came here to get stronger. We came here because we know for every level, there's a new devil we're going to have to face. But we're telling the devil, get out of our way because you are a liar. God has given me victory over you and I will defeat you in the name of the Lord because the cross has assured me victory. The cross says, I have victory. The cross shows me the bigger picture. Where I am, I'm not going to stay. Okay? How many people in debt we got in here? Who's in debt? Stop lying. Raise your hand. You got a car that ain't paid for, you in debt. You got a house that ain't paid for, you in debt. You got a credit card, did you pay it off? You in debt. Amen. 
But there's a bigger picture, saints. There's so much of a bigger picture that we have to see. God has so much for us. Moses did not make it into the promised land. He died in Mount Nebo. God did not allow him to go into the promised land. There were only two people from the first generation of Israel that went into the promised land. Jake, um, Joseph, I'm not Joseph, excuse me, Joshua and Caleb. Only those two people, God let a whole generation die off. All those people that came out of Egypt to walk into the promised land, God had to let wander in the wilderness. Saints, we don't want to wander all our life. Not knowing the bigger plan that God has for us. Not seeing the bigger picture that God has for us. I want to see everything that God has for me. I want to live this life in victory. Knowing that God has called me to conquer. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ that loves me. Why should I be defeated? Why should I walk around like I don't know why I'm here? I know why I'm here. I'm here because God purposed me to be here. I'm here because God has saved me and delivered my life. More than, more than some of you, I know what it is to have died but God. I know what it is to have your life threatened but God. If God be for us, who can be against us? You're not here by your own. You're here because God gave you life. You're here because God loved you. And that's why you have not been killed, especially those of us that lived in New York. <laughs> you here, you ought to give God a big hand praise. Amen. Gangs all over the place. Everybody walking around with a weapon to protect themselves. But while they're walking with a weapon to use against you, God is protecting you. God has a shield of a protection around you while you're walking with the enemy. God is keeping you. As you go to the train, God is protecting you. As you're on the bus, God is keeping you. As you drive among crazy drivers, God is keeping you. I know. How do I know? I've been going up and down the turnpike for 10 years, but God, who's been keeping me, has kept me from accidents. God, who's been keeping me, still has me alive. So I know I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for a reason. And that's why God called Joshua to be Moses' successor. There's a purpose for your life. You got to know that. You got to know there's a plan. God has a plan for you. And the plan is much greater than you ever will know. But the bigger picture is you're seeing small things now. But the picture is much bigger. It's much bigger. It's much bigger. I have a house that I believe God is going to cause me to pay off. I have a, I'm seeing the bigger picture. I have a church that I have a mortgage on, but I believe God is going to let us pay off that mortgage. I see the bigger picture. We got an upstairs that sits 400 people up above us. I see it fixed. It was destroyed by fire in 86, but I see the bigger picture. I see God fixing it up. I see God fixing the roof and giving us the finances to get it done. You got to see the bigger picture. Everything is not in the picture that you're seeing. It's not what it looks like. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter what's happening in your life. It might look really bad, but you got to say, but God is with me. It might not look too good, but you got to know God is going to take care of you. There's a greater plan. Come on, say it with me. There's a greater plan for me. Come on, say it with me. There's a greater plan for me. Come on, for two seconds, raise your hand up and say, thank you, Lord, for the plan. Come on again, say, thank you, Lord, for the plan. Oh, glory be to God. God had to let the 
first generation wander around and wander around in the wilderness until they died. Why? Because they were a purposeless people. Let me tell you what kind of people they were. Complainers. Yes, they were. Why we got to keep eating this manna? Are you kidding me? God sends you bread from the sky and you complain about it? They complain about the water. They complained about this. They complained about that. Moses ain't doing enough. Why Moses ain't doing this? Why he ain't doing that? Uh Oh, Korah said, I can lead the people. Complaining. How many complainers we got in the place? Now, I know most of y'all ain't going to be real. (laughs) Most of us ain't going to be real. Every last one of y'all don't complain about something. You don't complain because, listen, listen, listen. I ain't making enough money. My paycheck ain't big enough. My bills are greater than my paycheck. Am I talking to anybody? Is anybody? I'm tired of these collection notices. Complain, don't we? Come on now. I can't meet my rent complaining. I never have enough complaining. My wife don't cook. My wife don't want to do this. My husband's not this. My husband's not. Is it hitting home to anybody now? I, listen, got a job. I wish I had a better job. I wish I had her position. I often tell, I often tell people, I say, people probably look, they'll probably look at a husband and wife and say, boy, she sure look happy. I wish I had a husband. And she's looking at you saying, I wish you did too. Because you want to get into something she's trying to get out of. But why can't we just be content with what we have right now and be happy where God has us? The best place to be is to be content. Paul said, in all things therewith I have learned to be content. I'm not going to complain. Lord, I thank you for the beans and rice. I thank you for the chicken. Maybe next year I'll have some steak. What's wrong with being grateful? What's wrong with being appreciative? What I love about it, Moses never complained. But guess what the complaining did to him? Made him angry. (laughs) Some of y'all in here suffering from anger. Done messed up relationships because of your anger. Done messed up Friend, friend, ties with friends because of your bad attitude. Some of us know we need an attitude change. Shh. Change our attitude on how we view things. Change our attitude on the things we say out of our mouth. You know why Joshua was in the position that he was in? Because Joshua had a good attitude. You know why God used Joshua? Because Joshua's attitude was right. He didn't complain while Moses was getting a word from God and he was waiting for Moses to come back. He persevered and waited till Moses came down from the mountain. And when Moses came down, he had the word of the Lord in his hand, ready to give to God's people. Because Joshua was a man of patience. Joshua was a man of character, a man of integrity. A man that did not allow Israel to change who he was. How many of us really don't allow what's going on around us to change us? Hmm. Listen to that question again now. How many of us really allow, don't allow what's going on around us to change us? Amen. Marry people. Marry people. Let me tell you something. Because your wife is yelling at you, you don't yell back at her. Because your husband is yelling at you, you don't have to yell back at him. Because listen what happens. He yells at you, you yell at him, guess what happens? Yelling match. Instead, one should be smart and stay calm. And then as you're calm, the other one calms down 
because an arguer can't argue by themselves. So if you're not arguing, there's no one to argue with. They gotta stop and start talking like you're talking. It's psychology, one-on-one, -on -one, but it's also God's way. Stop. Look around, tell your neighbor, we got to stop this madness. Come on, tell your neighbor again, we got to stop this madness. They're by Jordan. And Jordan is between them and their destiny. How many follow this? Israel is by Jordan, and Jordan is between them and the promised land. The only thing that stops them from walking into the land of milk and honey is Jordan. But Jordan is at the peak, at the peak season where it's overflowing. The waters are really high. You can't just take a nation through Jordan or all of them will drown. But they must cross Jordan. The only way to their destiny, the only way to the place that God has for them, they have got to cross Jordan. And what I'm telling most of you right now that you don't understand is no matter what's happening in your life, the only way for you to get to where God has for you to go is to go through this. You got to go through this so you can get to that. But if you don't go through this, you can't go to that. So you got to go through the hard times. You got to go through the crying. You got to go through the different situations that you go through. But eventually, God is going to show you the bigger picture. Because he wants you to see all that he has for you. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he said, I has not seen, neither ears heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men what God has restored for them that love him. He has great things in store for you, but can you go through where you are to get to where God has for you to be? You got to get through this first to get to that. Some of you may have even had children before marriage. You had to go through that to get to the womanhood where you are now. Hmm. Some of you men may have had to go through paying child support. You may be suffering from baby mama drama. But don't you know that as you begin to serve the Lord, that because of the cross of Christ, things are going to get better. It's not going to stay where it is. Don't you know that you were intentionally put here? It was intentional so that you can grow. What is faith if it's not tested? What is faith if faith is never test? How can you say you have grown if you never went through anything? How can you say you've been delivered if you ain't never been in jail? Amen? How can you ever say you've been hungry if you've always had something to eat? How can you ever say, I've been through hard times if you ain't never been without money in your pocket? This is all a test. It's all to help you get through this so you can go to the next level, the next stage in God that God has for you. So don't get angry. Don't complain. See, that's what the Israelites did. That's why they didn't make it to where they were supposed to be. They complained about it. Why? Why? Even when God at one time for the nation opened up the earth and swallowed up those that were the big reason for the people about to rebel against God. God opened the earth and swallowed them up. And the next day, the people were right back to complaining like it never happened. Look around, tell your neighbor, we got to stop complaining. Come on, say it again. We got to stop complaining. You're at Jordan. You're at Jordan. And it seems like you're stuck. See, but I want you to understand, God had already showed his greatness at the Red Sea. 
See, whenever you say in your life, I don't see a miracle, I want you to know all you got to do to see a miracle is look, at the, look in the Bible and then let your faith be on what you saw in the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by what? Come on, say it again. Faith cometh by and hearing by. How can my faith grow unless I heard what God did in the past to make me have faith now? I read the word so I can know what God did then and know that he can do it when? Right now. He's a now God, not a, just a yesterday God. He's God now. The Bible says Jesus Christ, the same today, yesterday, today, and you're going to help me today. The same, the same and the same, come on, say it again, the same, the same, and the same, come on, give him a praise, if you know he's eternal, he was God yesterday, he's God today, he's going to be God tomorrow, he was God in eternity past, he's God in eternity future, he will always be. Moses said, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Psalms 33 and 11, listen what it says, Psalms 33 and 11, listen what it says, very telling. It says, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever. Listen, and the thoughts of his heart to all generations. It will never fail. Whatever God has thought is coming to pass and is coming to pass for you. It's coming to pass for your children and it will come to pass for their children. You just gotta believe it for them. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. Listen what God told Joshua. Even before they got by Jordan, he said, Moses, my servant is dead. He said, now go over this Jordan. Wait a minute. Jordan is full of water. The promised land is over there, but you got to hear the word of God. He said, go over, meaning that if I told you to go over, I'm going to make a way for you to get over it. I'm going to make a bridge that you'll go to the other side. I don't want you to remain here because your promise is over Jordan. Hmm. So Joshua gets the people ready by Jordan. And what a mighty leader he was. Listen what he told them, and I'm finished. Listen what he told them. He got the priests that carried the Ark of the Covenant, and they were to go before the people. Do you know what was in the Ark of the Covenant? The commandments. In other words, the word of God was in the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant, the Bible that we now hold was in the Ark of the Covenant. Not just not the New Testament, but the Old Testament. But anyway, God had his word started and the word was in the Ark of the Covenant as they were going to Jordan. And they got to Jordan to stop there with the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God with Israel. See, God's presence is with you. No matter where you go, no matter what danger is happening around you, no matter the shooting that's going on, no matter the stabbing that's happening, it doesn't matter if there's a dangerous game like MS-13. It doesn't matter because the God of all the earth protects you. The God of all the earth is with you. His presence shall go with you. He's with you. And God's presence was with them. And the Hittites and the Jubasites, and the Perjasites, and all the rest of the ites, ites, could not stop them. Nobody could come between them and their destiny. Why? Because the mighty God sitting from above was looking down on them to protect them. But they got to get over this Jordan. And they have the word of God on their shoulders. How many of us really bear the word on our shoulders? How many of us really bear the word on our shoulders? They bore the word, they carried it 
Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is what? Light. God said, I want you to carry my word. Don't let nothing discourage you. Don't let nothing distract you from where I'm having you to go. Just carry my word. No matter how hard the struggle gets, no matter how, how hard the battle is, carry my word. And the priest bared the word. And when the priest got to the brink of Jordan, God did a marvelous thing. As he told Joshua, he said, tomorrow, I'm going to work wonders before you. I'm going to do something great. See, this is not like the Red Sea. This is different. But how many know God always does something great? And God stops the water for God's people to walk across. And God is doing that for you right now in the bigger picture. He's giving you control over everything because he has given you power and authority through the cross of Christ to get over and to come through whatever is in your life right now to encourage you to know that the cross is your power. The cross is your authority because once the devil sees the cross, he knows that he cannot defeat you. I dare you, don't pray to your cross, but thank God for the cross because it's through the cross that we have victory. Because of the cross, we overcome. Because of the cross, we are victorious. Because of the cross, the devil is defeated. Because of the cross, sin has no power over us. Because of the cross, death, our greatest enemy, is defeated. Because one man, Jesus Christ, died on the cross. And he wanted us to see that at Jordan, we had the beautiful picture of the cross. You say, how? Because they walked to Jordan and God stopped Jordan this way. And then they walked across Jordan, representing that they were showing us the cross of Christ even before Jesus died on the cross. I came here to tell you that it took the cross even in the Old Testament for God's people to be delivered and it takes the cross right now for God's people to be delivered. Look to the cross. It may represent suffering but it also represents victory. It also represents overcoming. It also represents that we are victorious people. That the devil cannot take us down. You are no longer a victim. You are a victor in Christ. God does everything through the cross. He showed us that at the Red Sea. He showed us that at Jordan. Everything that's happening is going to be by the cross. And the center of the cross is Jesus Christ. And because of what he did, because of him, I live. Because of him, I can overcome. Because of him, I can take what's happening to me. Because of him, listen, I am healed. Because of him, I receive my miracle. Because of him, the devil can't stop me. I'm going forward. Because the cross represents entering a new reality. The reality, the reality of the bigger picture. So I want to leave this with you to encourage you today. Your life is not over. And if you're here hearing the sound of my voice right now, God has so much for you. And all he wants you to do is, if you haven't, Give your life totally to him. Stop playing. Stop bouncing around. Stop doing what you feel like doing and do it God's way. 
totally surrender your life to him and stop going in and out on God. If that's you, then stop. But if you're living a life of victory, don't worry about it. You're crossing over and you're going to the other side. Come on and stand with me, please. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. I believe in the cross. I am victorious because of the cross. What Jesus did for us can never be replicated, can never be done over. He did it once for once and for all. No one ever again has to die for your sins, including you. He died so that you might have life. He did it so that you can live. And no matter what's happening in life, because this is real. This is real. Yes, my going through is real. Yes, my having problem is real. Yes, my having trouble is real. Yes, my struggles and reality and, and my wrestling, yes, is real. But what is also real is what Jesus paid for me to know that I can get through this. Remember, he died before he rose from the dead. He died before he rose from the dead. Is there anybody today quickly that just would like prayer because you know you need your heart encouraged? You just want to have prayer before you leave this church today. This aisle is open for you right now. Is there anybody here that doesn't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Anybody here that wants to cross over to victory? Anybody else prayer? Don't refuse prayer. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know whose number is going to be up. Death doesn't give you a date. It just lets you know it's coming. But everybody has an appointment with death. But you also have your victory that was planned from the beginning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. We worship you, God. Come on, get a mic and sing that. Come on, get a mic and sing that. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Death could not hold Glory you be to God. down. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You are the risen King. Thank you, Lord. Seated in majesty. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are the risen we thank King. You, Lord. We bless you even now. Everybody that's online, raise your hand. Keep singing. Hallelujah. Raise your hand right where you are. Raise your hand. You have won the victory. You already have the victory. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. You see that he took it all for you. Death could not hold Glory you be to God. down. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. You are the that God will strengthen his people. King. And that God will give them the desires of their heart. 
that is in line with his will. And I'm just going to touch and agree with them in Jesus' name. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the word that has gone forth, oh God, this afternoon, God. We thank you that your word has penetrated the hearts of your people, Father. We thank you that they have come forth by faith, O oh God. Look into you, O oh God. Look into the cross, O oh God, that can strengthen their lives, Father. I'm praying right now, O oh God, that they will cast every care upon you. I'm praying right now that they will remember, O oh God, who you are. They will remember the power that is in your hands, Father. I'm praying right now, O oh God, that they won't look to the left or the right, O oh God, but they will look towards heaven, for all their help comes from you, Father. I bless you, O oh God, for the cross, O oh God, that represents, O oh God, redemption, that represents life, O oh God, that represents a second chance, O oh God, that represents our healing, our deliverance, O oh God, that represents that we are victorious, O oh God. I pray that each and every one will remember who they are in Christ, that they will remember what you have done for them, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, O oh God, we know that the enemy seeks to destroy. He seeks to divide and conquer, oh God. Oh God, but you have come to give us a life more abundantly, oh God. And I pray that they will walk in this newness of life, oh God, knowing that they are victorious, knowing, oh God, that they can make it, oh God, if they will only look to the cross, oh God, that they will see the bigger picture, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, that they will lean on you like never before, that they will trust you, O oh God, and lean not to their own understandings, O oh God. We bless you, O oh God. We glorify you, O oh God, because your presence is here to heal, deliver, and set free, O oh God. Today is a new day, God, for you to do a new thing, O oh God, and you're doing it even now in the name of Jesus, O oh God, and we bless you for it. We glorify you, O oh God, in the precious name of Jesus, O oh God. And today, oh God, we walk out of here knowing that we have been changed in the precious name of Jesus. We walk out of here knowing that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we bless you and we glorify you and we honor you because all glory and honor goes to you in the precious name of Jesus. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Victory is in your praise. Hallelujah. of Jesus. We glorify him today. Hallelujah. We glorify him today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let us bless the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can believe then you will see the glory of God revealed in your life today. If you can only believe, hallelujah, glory be to God. Bless his holy and righteous name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on and say it with me, thank God for victory. Come on and say, thank God for victory. Come on, say, I'm not bound. I am free. I'm not bound, I'm free. The cross of Christ has made me free from sin and shame. Oh, we bless God, amen. We bless God. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Amen, we give God praise. We give God praise. Now, Lord, as we leave this place but not your presence, God, continue to go with your people. Bless them as they go to different destinations, Lord. Save and protect them from people that will do them harm, oh God. Lord, we bind the hands of the enemy that he is bound up, that he cannot hurt your people, your chosen, your anointed. Lord, keep them as they go. And Lord, let each and every one of them, oh God, be changed by what they heard today, that their hearts and their mind will link even further 
with you. And we thank you for this day has already been written down in your book. And we thank you for it because you had this plan from the beginning. And we bless you even now. Saints of God, we love you. Family and friends, thank you for coming. God bless you. Come on and give God a great hand praise. We bless you. May God forever bless you and keep you. Thank you again for coming.